everyone and we're back with another one. In today's episode we talk about social media and how we think it's affecting the children of today. Firstly I have Sophia who is an engagement and outreach coordinator. She also mentors and works alongside at-risk students and their families. Secondly we have Kemi who is the founder of the Young Black Teachers Network, head of science and SENCO and currently working on her TED talk. With both Sophia and Kemi working in the education system, they are able to offer their opinion from a different lens. Since we all went to the same secondary school together, there is a lot of reflection on our upbringing and how times have changed. Let's get straight into it. So the first thing I wanted to kind of talk about was kind of what impact have you seen social media take in schools? So for example, I find that when I see school children on the road, I tend to think they look older than they are. Like, I remember when we were all in school, I don't remember none of us wearing makeup. We look like kids. Huh? We still look like kids. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. There was no eyebrows involved. There was no different colour wigs involved and stuff. And even with boys as well, I see it. So my kind of question is, do you think social media has an impact or plays a big part in how kids are representing themselves in schools? Um, I think definitely because, like you said, like when we were when we were at school, like looking at kids now and looking at, at what we were like when we were in school, like it's completely different to the to the point where I get mistaken for a student because I look younger than a lot of the students that I work with. Like I always get told, "Excuse me, why are you not in your lesson?" And I'm turn around and like, "Oh, sorry, miss," <laughs> <laughs> all the time because I think social media, and this is something that I say a lot to the kids, social media has given people kind of the platform that there is not really much to look up to if that makes sense so like when we were younger it was like okay so it was like the superstars or, or the rich and famous like they had like yeah. the lubes and the, the louis bags and and we're just there by little night bag that we got from jd and the one shoe that your mum bought you whatever but we are like, like i've got year 13s and stuff like that that come into school with like lubes and giuseppe's and stuff like that and and to me i'm just like like where how does that even make sense and i think it's all the influence because obviously the way that society is and you've got the people that want to make their money whether they're making it legal or legally but it's everything is so accessible now that to them especially like image wise it's like they must have the latest thing and so we have kids that come in in their louis bags and stuff like that but for us it was never really an aim to get there it was like when i get older i would like to have this stuff but for them it's like the here and now they must they must have it now mm-hmm. i agree i think um going from mainstream to a people referral unit I don't see it, I don't think I see it as much because they're not allowed their phones in schools. But then when the kids do have access to their phones, the first thing they're going on is social media. So the first thing I was checking to see if my parents called me because I don't know if I'm in trouble, that I haven't answered a phone call, I should be home. But the first thing they're checking is their DMs on social media and it's different because we never had social media when we were in school. Facebook came out when I left year 11. Yeah. Even then it was like, unless you, you had dial-up internet, so... I didn't have access to the internet on my phone like that. I couldn't just, you know, pick up. I didn't have, we didn't have, I didn't even have camera phone. Yeah, and even when I said you wait till you get home, it's not that you're on the bus and you're looking. So I think right now they're more, that's what causes a lot of anxiety with a lot of them as well, because you have, so many things are accessible, like Sophia said, and it's just in your face. Hmm. It's there all the time. Someone has sent you a DM, you go onto your explore page, there's something there that you like that you don't have or you want or comparison, especially like with the girls when it comes to their bodies. Like Christina said earlier, they look older than school kids. Like some of them, if you see them on a Saturday, you wouldn't think 
that child is in year 10 or something like that. Mm-hmm. But then knowing that when they go on social media, they're looking at how, especially for the females, how their bodies, how they want it to look because they're going to like Dr. Miami or something like that. These girls on Instagram and, you know, some of my students, they're not be posing like, I don't you know that pose where they try to suck in their waist. Also. I don't know all these different things. And I'm just like, for who? Like you're 15. Yeah, trust me, it's so sad. I think social media has played a part in kind of taking away childhood from young people like they don't just enjoy themselves i think there's so much pressure that they put themselves under and that they put under on social media to 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 act a certain way and to look a certain way that they don't have like how we enjoyed we enjoyed ourselves think about it when we used to go to um when we used to go to house parties we actually enjoyed the party like it was yeah i just really enjoyed it whereas now it's like if you're not snapping you're not enjoying that's what i'm saying everything is image 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 it's it's ridiculous and the amount of the amount of issues that it causes because when i think about behavior and stuff that that happens now and the things that are that kind of come up in terms of like children and the issues and the problems and even this school that's beef in this school okay we had that but it would take you knew the beef was coming to you yeah at the beginning of the day on the on the bus on the way to what i'm saying and social media is so aware so you've got so many like there's so many problems that comes from social media i agree with you lot like fully and i think sometimes i think is it just a different shift because we had msn right so msn was our thing that you know you're gonna get home like me and sophia used to finish school and go straight home and msn used to be our thing and i think we used to have group chats but not majorly it wasn't a factor of like talking to people but it was something that we used to do so my question kind of is is it that it shifted or do you think this is much worse than what we had because it's worse sorry i didn't mean to cut you off but i had to jump in there it's a lot worse <laughs> think about it when we were in school you finish well let's say 3 30 a lot of us now you have to go to schools within your catchment area right when we were in school we didn't have to do that yeah. people were coming from plaster from hackney from all yeah. to just seven kings to go to school so by the time you get home it's towards evening time you might have siblings who you have to share a computer with. So your time on MSN, 7.30 to 8.30, because Richard wants to now come and jump on from 8.30 to that, and Michael wants to... It's, do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... And then if you block the house phone, your mum can't get a phone call from Nigeria, so that's another issue. So it's not <laughs> that you can be sitting on the, on the internet like that for hours. Like, I don't remember sitting... Unless it was like the summer holidays, you know, half terms, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But during term time, I cannot tell you I was sitting in front of my computer screen trying to connect to the internet because sometimes it didn't always go the first time yeah for hours and then you knew you had limited time you had limited access to it whereas now it's not a shift it's a lot worse because we had msn okay then myspace was the next biggest thing okay and even that one it was is it just picture it was like okay i guess yeah myspace a lot of people use it for music initially Hmm. now you've got facebook twitter instagram snapchat um I don't know what else is out there that they're using. TikTok. TikTok, oh, yeah. You, you can't come on. That's there's a big difference from when it's not even a shift. It's a total like it's an evolution type of thing. Well, that's my that's what I think anyway. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I'm, I'm scared for my future children and myself because I, I I can't I, I don't want them to have it for. Yeah, I think it's interesting because like my next kind of question was going to be around how you think you would have coped in schools if we were as exposed to what the kids are exposed to now me personally i don't think i would have done well me personally whether i had access to those platforms or not i think for me i still remember things that people said in school that hurt me or that have stuck with me to so to imagine what it would have been like if you know someone can now take a screenshot of what was said to me 
and spread it around, even if it was taken down, I don't know how I could, how I could deal with that. Cause like I said, I'm, I think I'm quite a sensitive person in some regards when I don't care, I don't care, but when I care, it sticks with me. So like, how do you feel like you would have coped in school if this was all around? So I'm not entirely sure because I feel like there's, there's a lot of aspects of social media that personally I don't agree with. Um, and because of that, I have chosen to stay completely off social media. So literally the only thing that I have is WhatsApp. Like I did have Snapchat. I came off Snapchat. Um, cause I think, and I think it's more so because of the role that I do. Um, and I think it's just opened my eyes to, to how, to how much, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not against social media. I think it's, I think there's so much, there's so much positive things that come from it, but I think the way that many people use it. Um, there's so many neg- negative connotations that come from it that for me personally, I've stayed off it as an adult. So if as an adult, I've chosen to distance myself in school, there's no hope for me. Mm-hmm. Like literally there would have been no hope for me. And I think it is like you said, so like back in school, like people would make like those comments like, oh, you're the ugly black friend or you're the dark skin friend or you ain't got no hair or them stupid, stupid comments that they, that they make. And I think for words like that, to, to, do you know what I'm saying? For words like that to stick with people, Mm. and then you have the keyboard warriors mm-hmm. these days. and you got i'm saying all this cyberbullying and stuff and so this is like i can identify that you tom over there you're the one that told me that i'm the ugly black friend come let's fight do you get it but when you're when someone is behind the keyboard and you're getting like hundreds or or however many however many people saying oh go and do this to yourself and do this to yourself and do this to yourself like for young people i think it's too much it's too much to deal with it's too much to bear with um, and I can only imagine like what I would have been like then if we had to go through that. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there was even times on MSN that some random email address w- will try and add you mm. <laughs> and say some random things. Yeah. And you're like, who's this person? And that was a random email address. And you know that you can just one block that. And there isn't the option for so mm. many other people to have their opinion. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think because now everything is so open and so accessible for, for young people, they they don't necessarily like you put out one bit of content and as, as long as as soon as someone takes a screenshot of that whether you choose to take it down or not it's there out there mm-hmm. i want to say that everything is in the cloud that's like, it Every, everything everything there's been like so many incidents even during this quarantine period of people making fake accounts and saying this and saying that and taking pe- people's pictures and putting it up and it's like once you put something out there there are no safeguarding procedures Mm. I'm trying to keep myself safe I'm trying to keep my, my sanity and, and that's me being honest and like I said there is a lot of positive that comes from it but I feel like for me personally a lot of the negative outweighs the positive because mm-hmm. listen when I was on there and I'm looking at like things that have like motivational quotes and like bible scriptures and stuff like that people will still use their mouth to come and tap something negative there what's that like so i don't know man it's it's, it's a whole that's kind of negative like you know god is good <laughs> like <laughs> love your neighbor and then people will still have the worst things i'm like oh, you, yeah i push this god agenda my friend, my friend if you don't like the page move from there i honestly that's one thing that really bugs me right is that people use their energy to type something just move on like you if you don't have anything to say you don't agree with it but even those people will follow the page They'll follow the page and still do the things. You see, that's why I just like Sophia, I totally agree. And even what you just said, people, even if they don't follow you, they still have something to say. So that's why with me, I know for a fact, I'm saying it now, if we, if this was 2003, so 2000, when did I leave school? 2008. I, I, 
let me just be very clear. I won't kill. <laughs> I won't. I'll be, I think I'll have, what do you call these keywords that they're using? Like anxiety, depression. Yeah. Because then there's the comparison thing of when, I don't know, yeah, okay, yeah. he's got the latest iPhone. I don't have the latest yeah. iPhone or something. That I'll, that will now be an issue. Yeah. It's no uniform day. Everyone's posting your outfits on, like, on Instagram. I'm thinking, I, I've, I've worked, I put six weeks effort into this outfit that I wore <laughs> for this <laughs> those used to be our biggest problem like i don't know about in your year kemi but me, in but me it was the biggest year. problem everyone looked forward to no uniform day that's a, that's the one day i can actually show off myself in a different way yeah i've come to post me on social media to say look at her creps or look at her <laughs> i worked hard i stayed at my school dinner money to buy this top from um what are these shops that we listen use? ema trust me you save that money and then the, the week of non-uniform day you'll go to your yeah. friends to the town center and buy your listen, and if someone wants to come and tell me that they want to come and be judging me on social yeah. media and saying yeah. oh you don't even have you can't your pictures are dead because you're not using portrait mode or you're like no that's, that's what people would now be if, imagine having iphones now or having all this back then yeah. oh but look you're i don't know you didn't even go and you didn't even get um get paid for that ad on instagram yeah because yeah. i've had students i've had six form students when i was working in mainstream that they were literally in social media influencers they were like miss i don't even feel like i need to work because i know one girl one of my students had to do a pretty little thing that's one thing i've noticed with children today so there's a lot of students that their ambition is i want to be a youtuber i want to be a gamer i want to be an influencer so like the way that social media has changed everything for even the future and and don't get me wrong like there's there it's not it's not wrong for them to, to aspire to that because that's what they see but i feel like everybody must have like a solid plan like i have a solid plan we don't teach gaming at school we don't teach influencer at school do you get it and if you look at even like the pattern of which these these people are going like even look at when this black lives matter thing erupted how many people have come to stand down because their content in the past wasn't acceptable now what are you gonna do? Where's your income coming from? Mm-hmm. Do you get it? So I feel like it's time for the schools to change. Then should we start teaching about gaming and social media? Inf- because like times are changing. Times are changing. Times are changing. Definitely. They're still there in a sense, but they're not. Yeah. I, when we were in school, let's be totally honest. There was no such thing as a social media influencer. There, there, was, no there wasn't. A social it media wasn't. Marketer. Like there wasn't. Definitely. But even if if that if that was the case, if the schools teach these children this maybe they will learn to use social media in a more positive way true yeah for them maybe they'll be able to to to, to use these things to, to push out positive things and because you know i know you've got like these people that do all the body positivity and, and whatever whatever but i think it's just about educating these kids how to do things because for me personally in my school in when you're in year seven your first term is internet safety from year seven to year 12, after that internet safety, there's there's nothing else that comes up about social media, about anything. And so yeah, why would this learning thing every single year? Like, I'm glad they do it, but I think they need to remind the kids every year that once you put something out there, like your employer in the future. Permanent. Yeah, like, literally. There are people who post, like, I think one time on Twitter, during this lockdown, lockdown, sorry, people are getting dragged for what they had posted in 2011, 2010. Mm-hmm. And now that person may have changed and evolved and mm-hmm. you know, done great things now because they've learned from their past mistakes. But people who are strangers on social media, they don't know you. They don't care for that. Mm-hmm. So you said what you said. So they're going to now bring it up and say, well, you, you must believe this. And people have lost jobs. People have lost like deals. Like, like you were saying, Sophia, people, people have lost a lot because they've said some reckless things in the past mm-hmm. that they've now had to... Or, some, or someone has had the time during this lockdown to go 
I don't even know how they find these things, honestly. To go all the way back through thousands and thousands of tweets to 2000 and... But they do it, so... That yeah. It can, can ruin you. As much as there's many positives that come out of social media, there can be some negatives. Mm. No, I agree. And yeah, I realised, um, Kemi, the other day, I heard someone say that you can actually keyword search on Twitter. You can keyword search. So if someone wants to look through your tweets, they can actually keyword so they can go easily now and find something that you said years ago to bring it up to ruin your career. And I feel, I feel like what you said is actually correct. I feel like if people were taught in schools maybe that would help. You're never going to stop. Social media is not going away. It's just going to change. And I remember like, I don't know about you, was it PS, what was that class called? PSHE? They used to teach you about bullying, no? Like how to stand up. That was a free lesson for me, to be honest. (laughs) Say again? That was a free lesson. Exactly. But how do you get, how are you going to embed it in children, in, in, sorry, teenagers or children actually, like how to be safe online and, you know, I don't know. I feel like in the past, you could have been bullied on, like, like I said, MSN, BlackBerry Messenger, like Sophia said, like someone emailing you randomly. And you used to worry about it, but it never used to get branded as like anxiety or worry. Whereas now someone else I was having a conversation with said like, they don't believe that any of these new terms are new. It's just things like social media or new age things bringing it out in people. So do you feel like, what's your stance on that? Like, do you think that's the case or do you think? 100%. Like, anxiety, depression is not new. That's been going on for centuries. We know that. But when we're in school, I don't even know. It might also be a cultural thing. I can only speak for myself. There's no such thing as depression in the African household. There's no, like, this thing of anxiety. You're just, you're nervous. You are scared. Just Mm. shut it up. Mm. But you just get over it. It's kind of like some of these things were brushed under the rug. It's only now that mental health issues are taken more seriously. I, that's my personal views anyway. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the, these things have been there, but we never used to call it these things because it's like, no one wanted to be seen as crazy. No one wanted to be seen as, or if you now say the wrong thing and the school wants to go and call social services or get your parents involved, that's another issue, which not, people don't want to bring situations like that to their families or to their households. And that might be from a cultural thing of just, of me being like an African person. It might be different in other cultures where it's more spoken of. But when I was in school, the anxiety, depression, that, that's not even in my vocabulary. Mm. Like I heard that more now as an adult or maybe just being in education as well. Because even now, for example, in May 2020, um, there was a paper, I think, published by Oxford University. Of, they've now actually got the term lockdown anxiety just during this lockdown period. Really, I was in I was in like a CPD webinar thing for children saying how we need to be very empathetic when they come back in September fully because lockdown anxiety is so big. So it's like you can only imagine. And kids have more access. Like when you're in school, you're in lessons. You're focused on that thing, right? Mm-hmm. Now that you're at home, and not all children um, are engaging with the work, yeah. I can, you can sit on their phone all day and be like, okay. I'm going on Instagram, I'm going to post this, I'm going to send this. Oh, I see that even though it's lockdown, Fingy's having a party, but I'm missing out. That's causing me anxiety. My friend didn't holler at me. Just, all these things are going to cause issues. Whereas during the summer holidays, if my friend didn't holler at me, you never had credit. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) If you don't have five-day passes, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. But you don't understand what I'm saying, though, isn't it? When we were in school, if you don't have credit, and if you weren't on the same, like, what, it was T-Mobile back then, if you didn't have T-Mobile, I'm not texting you because it costs 40p a text. Yeah. <laughs> True. It's 5p a text. 
to my credit. You're laughing, Christina, but you know this is all true. So true. That's what I mean. And these kids will never know. They and will never know. Now it's not what credit. What, what's credit to anyone when your mom is buying you contract phone from your year four? Literally, literally. I think if we look at it, like the scope of it is so much broader than just social media because even things like phone, like you said, mm. we were on credit. I will save either my lunch money or my EMA money and I will buy the credit for my phone. But these lot are on unlimited data, yeah. iPhone XR. What can't they access? Like, what can't they do? Like, at, I feel like at the age of, in year seven, why do you have that phone? Exactly. What, what do you yeah, need to do? You shouldn't be having a big iPhone 11, sorry. Oh, you're saying, I've got 11 Pro Max. Sorry, what? And it's when I had an like, iPhone 7, yeah, my students would be like, swear down, like, miss, but you're working and I've got a better phone than you. I was like, yeah, I, oh my gosh, <laughs> my nephew did that to me. I will never forget it. I think I had like an iPhone, maybe like a 5C, you know, the ones, you know, just the ones in between. <laughs> and he got a better phone than me and was like, he's like, oh, is that the phone you've got? And you, you know, when you want to be like, I want to take that phone from you. Like, what do you mean, is that the phone I've got? My mum didn't buy me this phone. I'm telling you, like, you know, these kids are very much brazen. Like, with the, like Sophia said, it goes beyond just social media. Yeah. If your parents are buying you these gadgets, and I understand now, I guess parents, you, you want to know where your children are after school and so on. So the safety thing is there. But, I mean, people used to get jacks for phones all the time when we were in school. Mm-hmm. We had iPhone 11s back then. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> remember you had something, remember, remember how, we had that happy slap thing that happened as well that was going oh on. Oh my God. Oh yeah. Happy slap was on Instagram. This is what you I'm only, saying. You only got a happy slap that video. That one would have been glowing. had a camera phone. It's nuts, you know. No, but that's thing. You only saw a happy slap video if you had a camera phone. Yeah. yeah. And not everyone did. So you guys might huddle in the playground over someone's phone to watch the video. Yeah. yeah. This is now having iPhones in when we were in school between 2002, 2000, whatever. It's like, okay, well. I'm thinking you posted it on Instagram. Did you check it? Did you see it? It's on his story. You got 24 hours or repost it. Mm. Yeah. Mate, do you know how embarrassing things would be right now? Yeah. That's what I mean. And that's the point. To go back to Sophia's earlier point about her choosing not to be on social media. Like, I totally understand that. But the issue as well in schools is that even when kids aren't so on social media, there's always someone to record them and put them on social media. They don't even have to be on it yeah. to, to feel the wrath of like, what's yeah. going to happen to them someone can just record it post it snap it and before yeah. you know it now you've got apps that screen record so yeah. like oh, I said, yeah. it's always there like it's always circulating yeah. huh. that's, that's that's very very true man but this like i'm saying like it's such a big scope because when you look at it because social media itself you have the things like image like the image and whatever then you have the thing like the cyberbullying and then you have things like that like because even beyond beyond children if we even look beyond the school imagine it's like when you're on the train or when you're on the bus and you're like oh my god why has this woman got her toes out and you're taking and you've come to put her so i mean where's this woman's privacy it's so things like that and it's like i think in the moment we don't think because we're so caught up in i need to share this like do you know what I'm saying? I need to share. What are we sharing it for, please? For people to laugh. I know. When you come to that realisation, it's, it's, it's proper true. Like, yeah, it I've, done it myself. like I've done it myself. I would be lying if I said... Who hasn't? Yeah. Yeah, I'll be lying. Yeah, like, I'll be honest too. I've done it. I've done it as well. And obviously, looking back on it now, I was like, there was no need for that. There was honestly yeah. no need. There was Trust, no need. Like you said, if you're caught up in the hype of the moment or whatever, it's yeah. like, and if you think about it, we're, it's just happening to us now where we're getting sucked into social media. Imagine being a child like growing like I think about my nieces. Even though how text have they Auntie Kenny, my tablet. Oh no, the volume. Oh, you gotta reset it. You're four. What do you know about restarting a gadget? 
my nephew has iPhone. He talks to Siri. He says, what does he say? Siri, how do you say like hello in German or something like that? Why are you? I'm not gonna lie. Okay, that's another thing. If we had iPhones when we were in school, my French homework would have been the best. A1. Yeah. My homework, I could have just gone on Twitter and done a poll and said, well, I did some research and my research concluded that, let's be totally honest, I would have had the best like homework if I had social media back then. Because if the teacher said, oh, so what's the research that you found? Well, according to a poll of 2,500 people, <laughs> and you can't, you can't like argue that because that's, those are numbers right there. Yeah, but yeah. so I think it can come in handy in certain aspects. Yeah, definitely. I definitely think there's a lot of positive that can come from it. Yeah. Definitely think that's a positive. But I think if we're looking at it in terms of how it plays out in a school setting, okay, if, yeah. if you look at the scope of it, there's a lot more negative than positive that comes out of it. And I think it's just such a shame for young people to have to live in this era and not know like what life without social media will be. And like Kemi said, like what growing up without social media. Because literally, I remember saying this to literally just the other day to someone. The phone that I had in my hand, I'm just like, no, I'm, she'll say something to me. I'm like, I don't know what that means. Let me Google it. In however many years, I literally remember in primary school when the computer first came, we used to have one IT lesson a week. Yeah, a week. One IT, and the computer was so big and we had to share one computer between two people. Yeah. And you learn how to type with your one finger. Yeah. Now, ask, we never even had Google. We had Ask Jeeves. Oh my gosh. Oh my days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ask Jesus the original. Please don't ever disrespect him. Like don't say you forgot about him. Definitely, you know, he came through for me in the nineties. He really did. He really but it's so me. true. But it's, technology has developed so much in that time, like so much in that time that now that Ask Jeeves is basically in our hands twenty four seven. Like twenty four seven. Now Ask isn't it? that's it it's like it's the way that it's accessible and the way that children just and when i say children we're talking like nursery age school age children mm-hmm. even that but if we look at this lockdown as well without all of this technology how would anyone would have coped if we had this pandemic in our day and age oh, yeah what well, we couldn't do anything there's no work if you have family members that lived uh, you know you have family members across the world and you want to make sure they're okay like how yeah do you know what i'm saying yeah, how would true. You do that? so there is there's the positives and the negatives definitely but i just think ooh, there's a lot of, of negative that comes from it just just like going on from what you said about in schools there being negatives i think i don't like the idea of my child who is vulnerable who is still growing and learning being too accessible mm. yeah so to know that, okay, if someone can't call you, they can message you on WhatsApp. They can message you on iMessage. They can send you an email. They can DM you on Instagram. They can DM you on Twitter. Oh. Um, they can send you a message on Snapchat. They, like, to know that all these, yeah. areas, like, all these ways my child is accessible for a stranger as well. Yeah. When you were young, it's like your mom says you can't use the house phone. I've taken your phone from you. That's it. absolutely nothing. Now these kids will call that neglect and they'll go and be called in social service and said, oh, like, don't get me wrong, some obviously cases need to be taken seriously, but if a child's take, if your parent takes a child's phone away, oh, that's abuse, you're not allowing me, you're going to cause me anxiety because you're not letting me talk to my friends and I'm missing out. I'm like, I've actually heard kids say that and I'm looking at them and this is what you call abuse. Listen. This is what you call abuse. I've heard suicidal, suicidal ideation because the mum won't buy the, the latest iPhone. How do you handle that though? How do you handle those situations in in schools where those things happen? Like, what do you do? Like, what do you do? Take a moment to breathe. I'm not gonna lie. You take a moment to breathe, and then you have to kind of come back to, okay, this this is the day and age, and this to them is what is important. So, whatever in our time would have been important to us, mm-hmm. um, this is their version of it. Yeah, this is their version of it. And I think because 
it because I can just speak me like no, 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 no. I'm just like, I'm, I'm not even do you know what it is Sophia I agree with you yeah it's so important in our time that is on the level of social media now let's be I want you to be honest with me what was that thing guys we, I, don't I don't know about you but like I was saying in in mine and Sophia's time it was important for us to know what color people were wearing on non-uniform day so that you don't wear the same color as them. Don't say yours and Sophia's time as if I... It was just two years ago. <laughs> it's in it, all of our time. Was, it, was that in your year as well? Was that in your year? Let me all of us. No, honestly, of course you have to find out your friends, even when it comes to the day, especially the biggest one was the talent show day, making sure the outfits yeah. were You understand? Yeah. International yeah. evening coordination so yeah. that was the biggest thing but but, in, but imagine now to coordinate and your mum can't come and buy you the, the coordination that you need to match with your friends how would you feel at that time and I think like you said going back to the fact that culturally as like culturally as well there's certain things that I think you you already know that if you're going to approach your mum and be like mum like my I don't feel not even use the word anxiety because it wasn't prevalent but mum I, <laughs> I, I don't feel okay because you can't buy me the, the blue top I need to match my talent show. Are you mad? You should say you manage. You top. will manage. Do you know what I'm saying? But I think with with the, the words and these are these are big terms and and a lot of the parents that I work with they are of, of ethnic minority and and for them I think it's a thing of if I hear the word anxiety if I hear the word depression my child some authority is immediately going to come. Do you get it? Mm-hmm. And so when children I think sometimes young people they're very much aware of what they're doing. So if I go and say to my mom I feel suicidal because you're not buying me the phone your mum knows that if you feel suicidal and you go and tell your school that you're feeling suicidal because the grandma told me you're feeling suicidal do you know what I'm saying and I go and report it social services is in your house mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying some, somebody some the safeguarding lead in a school is coming to have a meeting with you that's what I'm and saying if you don't turn up to the meeting that's neglect you're not engaging yeah it's, like there's, there's so much to it and I think this is where children sometimes push the boat out because I'm not I'm not lying to you it wasn't one day that this, this particular child came and said suicidal because they don't have the latest iPhone. It was like a running thing for a few days and we got over it. And then it would, there was a deal made with the parent and eventually he got the iPhone eventually. Yeah. But you see, yeah. But it's a difficult thing because my immediate reaction is like yours, Kemi. Like when you come and sit down in front of me and you're saying, I'm thinking, do you know that there are people in the world that are suffering and, and you're here doing, I can't have the latest iPhone. Like it's, it's such this, honestly, like I think the level of, but at the same time, I don't know, thinking about it, they're, they're peers, isn't it? Oh, you ain't got the latest iPhone. You ain't got the latest iPhone. Mm. Maybe they're, they're, for them, that pressure is on their head. Like, who, yeah, that would burn me if, I, you know, if I'm coming home from school and I just have to rock myself to sleep and know that I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have it. I just, everyone's there messaging each other, you know, in the group chat. But I'm not in the group chat. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you know, I was excited when I had an nokia 3510i with a polyphonic ringtone yeah like, i was happy with my polyphonic ringtones the one that you I, I was happy when i was able to you see you remember <laughs> when i got the 6230i i remember all these phones and i was able to get the kamikaze instrumental on my phone oh my yeah. god. <laughs> i was happy i was a you know i'll play my music on the back of the bus. oh my god put your phone by the window so the whole bus can hear that <laughs> you you know you've now become dj of the 86 <laughs> like, that was important to me. That was yeah. <laughs> that was part of my um, belonging. Yeah, honestly, man. It's so, so true, man. It's true. Actually, yeah, we did have our own version of yeah, what we, we did. Issues, and to them, this is their version of it. Yeah, and I feel like if you don't take it seriously, then you're putting them in more in a more kind of yeah. bucket and different way. So you have to deal with it. I think it's just the fact that 
it's changed so much and the fact that it's not gonna stop where it is now mm. and it's gonna, gonna continue I kind of feel like you've already mentioned but what do you think is gonna be the way forward to combat these issues in schools you said teaching them but is that it like do you yeah. think that's all we can do I think we need to I really want to push like as much as yeah they need to um, be tech savvy and be aware of how to use these things because we are becoming a more technological based society I don't want them to lose that face-to-face interaction of communicating with people of building relationships like with I'm personally a face-to-face person I prefer that if I can't see you face-to-face then a phone call is the next best thing my last resort is text like I don't I don't like texting people I, I need to have that face-to-face interaction, spend time with you so you can actually build authentic relationships. Mm-hmm. Whereas now, on social media, these kids, everyone's their friend because they're a follower. That's not how it works. You're not, not, all, well, not all your followers are your friends, do you get what I'm saying? But they're confusing that because they don't have those real relationships. So I think, it's, for me, how I would want to combat that is getting back to building real, authentic relationships because that you can never place the value of social media over that. Mm. And we've, that's what we're learning now in a pandemic. Look how people are so desperate to be outside with people and to meet with their family and friends again and stuff. Like, that's how you know face to face interaction, nothing beats that. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I don't know. It's, it's, it's such a tricky one because, like you say, like, I don't think education in terms of social media, whether you educate people or not, people will choose to use social media in the way that they want to use social media, in a way that benefits them in a way that they're going to get their likes and their followers and stuff. So I think definitely, like, it's, it's important to, 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 to teach them or to show them the value of face-to-face interaction. And, like, yeah, how to react to... Because a lot of these kids, they don't, they don't know. And, and what they especially don't know is how to articulate themselves mm-hmm. because they don't speak to a lot of people. So, like, even we have phone calls or that was our alternative. If it's not MSN, we'll be on the phone. So you're learning, you're using your language. These kids, they don't use their language. And so where, like, we are able to, and we were taught proper English in the classroom, and we can be in the playground and we'll say our little slang, 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 whatever, we know in a professional setting how to articulate ourselves. I feel like we're, we're coming up with a generation of, of young people who are unable to articulate themselves in, in, in a way that is going to allow people to understand what they mean, mm-hmm. like what the depths of the, the sentence that they're saying. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so, like, it's... And, and I think that's definitely down to the fact that they don't interact enough with people because a lot of these children, when they go home, they're not even interacting with siblings. They're not interacting with parents. It's still, I'm going home and I'm back on social media. Mm-hmm. So what do, you, what do you do with that? And I think, like Kemi said, definitely like showing them the value of actually what you can gain from authentic relationships, like what you can gain from face-to-face interaction. But also just teaching like, children generally just how to be nice people like how to be kind people like what kindness does like what empathy does that's all so important because it's going to shape who you are as a human being and I feel like if you've got a good sound mind and you're a good human being you've got a good heart your your intentions are pure you're not going to do all of these things on social media mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying there's there's certain things that you won't and, and at the same time if if you're if you're strong in your in 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 who you are like if you're secure in who you are there's also things like everyone's as human beings we're always going to have those moments where we compare but you won't allow yourself to be consumed by that comparison yeah and I think that's definitely what the schools need to do like there needs to be a lot more education on 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 identity on culture on on just how to be a good human being Mm -hmm. and not just one PSHE lesson because that's not like we said like times are changing 
And I think the education system definitely needs to change with it so that these, these children, like we're setting them up to, to go into society where they can cope. Because at the moment we're not. We're, we're still like 10 steps behind because we're setting them up in the society that we were, we were getting ready for. But that's mm-hmm. not the society that, that, that's here right now. And I think that's what the, the kind of education system needs to look at. Like, how can we educate these children in a way that's going to benefit their future? Because for me personally, I don't feel like they're doing that at the moment. Yeah. Okay. That makes perfect sense to me, to be honest. So I do have um, a question that kind of is slightly off of what we've been talking about, but I'm interested to know because you're both working in schools. What kind of effects have you seen since the Black Lives Matter movement, like within schools, like within the actual, maybe the children or the way that, I don't want to say your schools, but maybe schools are handling what has happened over the last couple of weeks? I've been very vocal about this. I've been very vocal. I did see a, I did see a tweet. Um, yeah. That, you know. I, I, yeah, I would happily drag people on social media. I don't care. So... I mean, a lot of people jumped on the bandwagon in terms of putting out statements on their school websites and stuff. And, you know, we are in solidarity and all this nonsense. But you haven't done anything. You're not going to change the systems in your school. You're not going to educate. You're not, you're not trying to implement anything into your curriculum to ensure the children have a safe space to talk about these issues. What can, like Sophia said, we want to make them um, better people for society. So what do we need to do to help them to get there so that 10 years time from now or 20 years time from now when our kids, you know, are adults they're not having to go through the same thing that we're seeing now nothing is being done about that but you're there putting statements on your website <clears throat> okay anyway you know what? let me not even talk so much about that but in terms of the actual students um what i have really enjoyed is that um the first week back i made it my mission i'm not teaching anything to do with science i actually focused on the whole black lives matter movement and the death of george floyd and a lot of students were able to tell me their experiences of being stopped in search of police abusing their power. And one boy said that the George Floyd incident was quite triggering for him because a police officer had put his knee on his neck in the past as well. So, but he, I would have never known that unless I had this conversation. Mm-hmm. And these kids, like, when I was asking them, oh, would you not tell your other teachers? They were like, not in a rude way, but our other teachers aren't black, so they probably wouldn't get it. Oh. They would see it as, oh, you know, well, maybe you were doing something suspicious. Maybe there was a reason why they stopped you rather than hold on even if you do see me as someone doing something suspicious, I'm still a human being. And mm-hmm. you don't know there's anything on me until you search me, right? But even still search me with some respect and dignity because I am a child. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm, come on, like, some mm-hmm. of these kids are small. Remember in year seven, you had the big backpack and you're, you know. <laughs> so, imagine, like, because I had a year eight student and he's tiny. And he said, yeah, the, the, the police officer was very aggressive with me. And just, I'm thinking, you this small boy. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> I was scared to even put my hand on his wrist in case you know you just break a bone or something. It's like, oh gosh, I can only imagine how he must have felt. Like, obviously, even that builds up a, a negative relationship yeah. in terms of the community or specifically the black community yeah. and police. And this is something that's been going on for centuries. Let's you know we're not going to fix it in one day or just now. But I'm happy that people are speaking more about these things. I'm happy about that my students are comfortable to talk to me about these things. Do I expect my school to do anything specifically? Um, I don't really expect any school to because I feel like schools are just jumping on the bandwagon. So until, until the system changes and it filters down from the top, then things will actually change. The education system is an extension of the government. And, and, and like you said, the government, 
Yeah, like the, the the government are not they're not willing to change. Like Mr. <laughs> Mr. Johnson stood there with his big mouth and said he doesn't think that that England's a racist country, darling. Like their experience of racism and our experience of racism is completely different. Yeah, like, it's so it's so different. And I watched, there's a program on Channel 4, I watched The School That Tried To Ban or the School That, did you watch that? Yep. Yeah. Like that was really, that was really good. interesting. It was really good. And I think for me, it just emphasised how oblivious white people are to racism. To, like they are, they are oblivious and it's like people say racism and, and in your head you're thinking, oh, somebody called you the N-word or somebody called you a monkey yeah. or, or something like that. But they're oblivious to, 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 to the systemic racism. They're oblivious to, to every like, other little things like... Down to, no, yeah, they, they are oblivious to all of it. And, 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 and yeah, definitely like schools are an extension of the government. So I feel like, like you said, a lot of them jumped on the bandwagon and they they say they think they're saying it to appease the 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 the, the movement at the moment that yeah we're going to change but actually how much intention they, do they have of changing mm-hmm. and for person, they don't okay so when this thing came, when this topic came up i left it i thought um, let me see how it's going to be addressed because like i said I, I work in a school that has 200 plus staff and there are like four black members of staff yeah open, yeah, open your eyes again. Yeah, what you told me, it's true. I, yeah. I didn't know this. Yeah. So, like, I just thought, okay, so let me, let me, let me see how you're going to address it. One week went by, no address. Two weeks went by, no address. But we were getting 28 pages, 20 pages of COVID-19. So, I'm so sorry. Don't do that. Okay? So, all of that went past 91%. And I know it's 91% because when I had the conversation that I'm about to speak about, I was, I was like 99% of you or your student cohort. And they were like 91%. I said, okay, 91% of the student cohort are of black and minority ethnic background. 91%. The whole SLT, there is one brown person. Everybody else is white. There is no black person. I inquired about the school governors again. There is no black person. So I was asked, I was told actually, we are not going to jump on the bandwagon of putting a statement on the website. I said, okay, so what are we going to do? They said, we're going to, we need to think. They were like, maybe you can have a think. Oh, do you know what? I'm, this is what I need to, I can't do this. Goodness, maybe me as the black person can have a think sorry. about, <laughs> about, about why. <laughs> like right now, yeah. About what, what, listen, what in it, me, I'm not, I'm not SLT, you know. Common, common me. I, I should have a think and do use lots job for you about how we can get more black teachers into the school, how we can diversify SLT. And how we can set up the school so that the children feel they are represented in SLT. I'm so sorry. Okay, so like, is that my, like what is, is it? Because they want you to do these things, they better give you that SLT money. Thank you. Let me make that very clear. Thank, thank you. I'm not doing your job for that, you. Thank so you. You lot think I'm going to sit here, and because I'm passionate about what's going on, I'm now going to come and do your job for you. Absolutely. For those who don't know, what's SLT? Senior leadership team. Oh yeah. Okay. Team, but that's yeah. like you know. Remember our senior leaders in school. You remember them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't think we even had. Did we have a black SLT member? When we, I don't remember having one. No, I don't think we did. No, there was one when we left, but then I don't think he's there anymore. The business studies teacher, Mr. Aranu. Yeah, he wow. became. Two thousand and two thousand and fifteen, two thousand fourteen. Oh yeah. dear. So in terms of like what can schools do what can schools do 
what do you think they can do? And they shouldn't ask you the first question, the first answer, sorry. No, man, that thing that they do that every time it's Black History Month, oh, miss, would you like to do an assembly? No, I wouldn't. Ask the white people to do it. Just because I'm black, it doesn't mean I am the only person that's able to educate these children. You lot do it. Because then it will show them that actually, it's not only black people that know about their history, but we also know about their history. And it will also make them feel comfortable knowing that, okay, it's okay to talk about race. But when you always have a black or an Asian person standing in front of these kids talking about race, it makes people feel uncomfortable. Because I get the same thing. My office is, I'm telling you, it's like the safe haven for the kids. They come there, miss, this person's... Everything comes out in there because they don't ever feel that they can take it to anybody else. And I addressed that with them and they were like, okay but you're not going to do anything else about it. Mm. Like, are you not going to provide a space for these kids? No. Are you not going to address it with no. them? So that they, they have some work to do? for them. What are you on about? No. Sorry. It's just frustrating. No, it's, it That's... is. I'm t- I, listen, racism and education system is, is the most frustrating thing because literally I feel like it is the one place where we have the opportunity as educators to begin to change the mindset of children, but everybody is ignored completely. Teaching children about culture, teaching children, no, it's, they don't want to do it. They're very much content in what they're doing. I said it, like, like Christina was saying, I, I did put a tweet, and the first thing I said is that to every SLT school, or school that had a statement on their website about Black Lives Matter, but you're not going to do, do anything actively about it, you're just jumping on a bandwagon, sorry. I said, you're sick. I told them that every single one of them are sick. And... You know, the way that tweet kind of took off on Twitter, I was just like, this is not, uh, you know, me just trying to have a tweet that blows or something. It's, I'm very... You're actually sick to jump on a bandwagon, to show solidarity, but to do nothing about it from where you are as SLT or even the Board of Governors down to fill it down to our, to our students, our kids. You're sick to do that. That's the only thing that I can, I can say. And I think... And I don't work in a school, but also I think what they don't realise is that the kids will remember that. Of course. Like, I would have left school if that was us to have been like, they did nothing. Like, you might not say it, but you remember it. So and you can't put them to anything when, like Sophia said, they are oblivious because they're in their minds. But George Floyd never happened in our school playground. So... They, 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 they separate the fact that George Floyd was in America to, to completely... To, to, because we are now in London they separate that completely. Like, we don't experience racism like them. Our cops don't carry guns. Our cops don't kneel on your neck. Bruv, it happens. It happens. And if you sit down and have conversations with your children, let your kids run in and tell me in my office, you will know that it happens. Mm -hmm. They're not interested. And so they won't have these conversations. These conversations will not happen willingly at all. And when you bring it to their attention... It's like, they still become oblivious. It's like, oh, okay, can you go and speak to the child protection or safeguarding lead? And, and that's the issue. And it's, not, it's like, they won't address the whole issue. They'll, they'll address that individual case. And that's, that's that for them. But they don't realise that the issue of racism is more they than... They may not address it. They may just do something to pacify it and brush it under the rug. That's another thing. But <laughs> that's another subject for another day. Please invite right. me back if you want I me. will. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. I, will, I will drag people. I don't mind. <laughs> don't you worry. Does anyone have any final thoughts that they want to leave us with today? Black Lives Matter. I said what I said. I, sec- I second that, man. I second that. Black Lives Matter in the education system. You lot are educating our kids. You are setting them up to fail. 
Like, you're setting them up to be, like, the way that society is. You want this for them. If you're not addressing it, you want you want this for them. The way Sophia's eyes open say, you want <laughs> you, yeah. This is what they want for our kids, and I, I'm not in agreement with it. I'm not going to lie. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. yeah, don't worry, guys. We'll have a part two. But, um, yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for shedding light on these topics. I feel like it was actually really, it was really interesting. I knew it would be anyway, but even me, I learned some extra things today. And I'm so glad that we got to talk about our actual school life because, boy, Honestly, I think we could talk about episode. Panama forever. Let's do another episode about that and go back down memory lane, please. Complete education <laughs> from then till now. I think that's what we need to do. Honestly, Honestly, we should. But yeah, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. And until next time. Thanks for having me. See ya. Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you've taken some key points from this episode. If you have any questions, please email fallintoconversation at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Fall Into Conversation, to look out for upcoming episodes and useful information. Bye!